Hi, everybody, and welcome back to William Wednesday. I'm Will. And I am Virginia. And today I'm going to talk to Virginia about the time I met a con artist. Mmm, con artist. It's, to- it's funny how you told me this uh, earlier today. You said you want to tell me the story, and then you're like, oh, wait. Let's just do an episode about it. So I don't know what he's going to say at all. I wouldn't have any clue what's going to happen whatsoever. Uh-huh. So uh, let's see what happens. It's all improv now. So have you have you ever met a con artist that you know about, V? Uh, no, not at all. All right, so I'm going nope. to tell you a little bit, a little background story. It's kind of a long background story about how I met him, and then I'll go into more about it. So sure. In 2011, I responded to a Craigslist ad looking for a cinematographer for a short film. And if you don't know what a cinematographer is, it's a cameraman who basically does camera and lighting for movies. Um, and around that time, uh, I was responding to a lot of different ads on Craigslist to build like my reel and my credits and stuff. Um, it was like kind of the real only way besides one other website to like get film work if you didn't have contacts. Um, hmm. So I got a response back from one of the producers who wanted to meet up and hire me. Um, hmm. And so I met up with them. I had a little meeting at like a house. And that was the first time that I met Colazzo Versace. <laughs> what a weird name. Okay. That's his real name? No. <laughs> and so oh, we'll get into what his real name is. But okay. I, I always knew him as Colazzo Versace. Um, even from the moment that I heard that name, I knew it was a fake name. But I always, <laughs> I always like... You know how like actresses and actors have like stage names Another that they name. use. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. I don't know. Like I've heard of directors doing it too, and he was a director. So I was like, okay, well maybe <laughs> this guy just, you know, that's what he goes by. Like I don't know. LA's yeah. weird enough that that could be. It's it's something huh. that could be a normal thing that happens. <laughs> um, so um, I had shot a short film for Colazzo, and I was slated mm-hmm. to do another one. And during this time, Colazzo had signed on to direct three big-budget movies in China. And uh, okay. because I had shot their last project, he wanted me to DP all three of the films. And they were ranging from, and this is in U.S. dollars, anywhere from $5 million mm-hmm. up to $150 million. What? And the really? last one would be $150 million budget. Oh, wow. But okay. in China. And so... Okay. Um, you know, I, I looked him up on IMDb, be, like, mm. around the time that I met him, and he had some pretty big... He was he was a visual effects artist, and he had a lot of big credits under his belt. He had worked mm. on, like, Transformers and Batman and, like, a bunch of different big movies. So I, I was like, oh, okay, well, mm. this guy knows what he's doing. He was always, like, in mm. sweatpants and sweatshirts and stuff, and I was like, oh, maybe he's just working so much 
that he's just exhausted. Like, I get that. <laughs> and um, and so during this time, I was like, oh, you know, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. You, you know, you're going to have these big, big movies, whatever. Uh, mm. But during one of our meetings, we all had a Skype call. We were, we were brought into this meeting, and I didn't know anybody in the room, and there was, like, producers and and like an AD attached and all and everything. And we had a big, large, giant projection screen in front of us. And uh, mm. we had a Skype call with this female actress who was really well connected in China. Like, I guess her, mm. her, from what I was told, and I don't know if it was real or not, her mom okay. was the first empress in China. Okay. Um, so she had like really well connected government connections. Um, I was told like once this like this girl's bank account is always like six figures or above, and if it ever gets lower than that, they they refill it for her or whatever. Um, Gosh. So I was like, oh, that's really nice. So we had this big meeting with her. She was really excited. She was going to be the lead actress in the, in the movies and. Um, and everybody was on board for doing it. I thought, wow, you know, this is great. This is how, you know, connections work. You do one project and then this next thing happens and then, you know, you're on a movie. Um, mm. So Colazzo during this time went a lot, went back and forth to China a lot to like negotiate because she brought him over to China. He met with like a bunch of investors to see if they were interested. He found some investors. He would travel back. He would pitch them ideas. He would do like all this legwork from what I was being mm. told. But I, I didn't really, being my job position, I, I didn't get to see any of it really. Yeah. Uh, I right. do know that he was really in China because I think I did have a Skype call with him while he was there. Um, huh. But for all I know, it, he might have not have been there because I don't even know if Skype works in China, you know? Um, yeah, that's weird. Okay. So uh, in a span of about, of about a week, we worked, we reworked this the script that he had written that was supposed to be, like, China-friendly because mm. China has really harsh regulations on what they can or can't show in the movie theater. And this is supposed to be oh. the first time an American production company was going to go to China to make a China movie. Like, we were supposed to be basically bring Hollywood to China to, like, make a big blockbuster film for them. But we couldn't just huh. do anything we wanted because China has those really strict regulations. So we had to, like, rework the script. And so I spent, like, about a week helping them do that. Um, oh, gee. And then... So we were told mm -hmm. to pack our bags and wait for Colasso to come back from his last investor meeting that he had in China. Um, and but when he came back, he was he was like really unhappy for some reason, claiming like the investor was trying to fuck him over or like, you know, that mm. the investor just didn't know what he was trying to do or something. He seemed really angry, and I was like, well, this investor is hooking us up with like an, a, a Skyrise office in Hong Kong. He was, like, supposed to be giving us, like, a bunch of money and, like, starting up a production company with us and stuff, like a code collab. Mm. And I was just like, okay. I don't understand why Colazzo's making such a big deal about why, like, uh -huh. this, this investor's being hard to deal with or something. Um, hmm. So being told to go to China, which I've never traveled overseas before, I, like, rushed to go get my, my shots and stuff because I was, I, like, looked <laughs> up, like, oh, do I need, like, certain certain shots to, like, go to China or whatever? Yeah. 
And you told me about getting shots. Did yeah. I talk about that? Uh-huh. So I spent like $300 on shots because I thought, yeah. you know, I'm going to be in China for like months and months. I don't want to get sick <laughs> or get like malaria or something from the food or whatever. Yeah. So I just got to like cover my bases and get that done. And like the amount of money that I'm going to be making uh, will cover, you know, my expenses. So it'll be fine. Uh, mm. And I had already had my passport from a previous time. So I was I was all ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. So our departure date had come and gone. And Colazo had blamed it more on like China not cooperating. Um, and this was around the end of uh, or yeah, the end of April of 2011 is when mm-hmm. all this kind of went down. And so when okay. I got uh, later on around September 5th, I got an email that Colazo had signed the contract with the investor and that we were two weeks away from leaving to go to China. Oh. <laughs> so okay. I was like, oh, okay, so I'm I'm panicking because I have to tell all my productions Friends. that I'm on that I can't work with them because I'm about to fly to China for like three um. months to go work on a movie. Mm. Um, so I, I like have my bags kind of packed, you know, I'm like kind of, living Mm. day-to-day out of my suitcase and stuff like that. Mm. And then uh, uh, I don't hear anything all of September. (laughs) Then October 7th rolls around, and I get an email Um. from Colazzo saying, hey, let's meet up to discuss, like, visas and, uh, you know, where we're going to live. And, like, you know, we'll figure out, uh, like, all the logistics of of Mm. everything because we're finally about to go to China. And at this uh-huh. point, I was like, well, you know, I was trying to keep up and, like, be like, you know, once that September date had, you know, come and gone, I was like, well, like, what's going yeah. on, guys? Like, what's the delay? Like, we're supposed to be there now. Like, I'm supposed to be prepping. Like, we're, mm-hmm. you know, we have a schedule to like, try to, like, stick to. Like, why are we not going? And I never really got, right. like, an answer because the producers never really knew. And then they would try to talk to Colazzo, and Colazzo wouldn't really – he'd, like – you know, ghost them for a while and then like come back and be like, oh yeah, no, things are great. And then like go away for again for a while. Um, So around like October 7th, I got an email saying like, let's meet up and we'll talk because it's, you know, we're finally about to go. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was told that the investors at that meeting wanted to see a small short film from us before they signed off on us going to China. And that, that was why they were kind of having cold feet about, you know, pushing the contracts huh. forward and like getting us over there was because um, besides Colazzo, nobody really had big budget credits, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> does any of this sound shady yet to you? Yeah. Which part? Ghosting. The uh-huh. ghosting part disappear. Like I would be like, what the fuck's going on? Uh huh. Okay, so just the ghosting yeah. so far. All right. So uh, far, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, I was told oh. we have to shoot a short film, um, and that uh, you know that all of us that want to go to China have to be involved in the short film so that they can send it to the investors and say. Well, that's that's kind of weird itself, though. Shoot a short, you know. To do Isn't a feature, yeah, it's very weird. It's not yeah. they never do this. So okay, uh, we were told. <laughs> to shoot a short film so that they could hire us then to like feel comfortable with us to then go shoot their big budget movie. Um, mm. So this is around 
uh, November 9th is when we're scheduled to shoot this random short film that has like it has, has a lead actress that's from China. She like flew out to LA to to be in it. She was kind of seeing Colazzo. I think she was his girlfriend around the time. And then, um, but we had like stunts and visual effects that we were going to do for it. And like all this stuff over a course of like, you know, three to four days. And so we were told that this short film would be, that we would get paid to shoot the short film. So it wouldn't be pro bono like the other couple ones were that Colazzo would pay us for the days that we worked on the short, like including uh, like prep time and stuff. Uh, my day rate on that was supposed to be $600 a day. Uh, so, um, uh, we never ended up getting paid from Colazzo for the, doing the short film. Uh, nobody in the short film got their money, not the stunt coordinators, mm-hmm. not the, uh, you know, not the assistant camera people, not the, not the lighting people, yeah. nobody, the producers, oh nobody. And so mm-hmm. the producers started sending emails uh, to Colazzo saying the fuck like, is my money? Yeah. well, sending, you know, emails on behalf of the crew saying like, you need to pay yeah. these people. Like you promised uh-huh. that you would, you're not paying us. Like we, we need to get paid because if we don't get paid yeah. on this. Then we're not going to help you do the China thing. Right. Um, and so I just kept getting emails back from the producers who were trying to stay on top of it the best they could saying, sorry that mm-hmm. none of you've been paid. Uh, we're trying to work on resolving this. And then I get an email a little bit later um, around December now uh, saying mm-hmm. that the producers had to involve their lawyers and that what? that it'd be brought to small claims court and that we needed to fill out paperwork <laughs> saying like this was the amount yeah. that we were supposed to get paid and we haven't been paid. Yeah. And so I was owed from that shoot about $3,700 out of oh. a $30,000 short film. Nobody ever got their money. We took it to small mm-hmm. claims court. Colazzo never paid up. Um, I think the producers <laughs> didn't have any money to like pay their lawyers, so the lawyers didn't really help out, oh. you know, too much. Um, mm-hmm. They were kind of doing it pro bono, but for small claims, lawyers don't care about small claims. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we never got our money. But it wouldn't oh, be until gee. this time where I really started to look into Colazzo. Cause I, and who he is. And who he is. Yeah. Because I never, like, Googled him. I just IMDb'd him to see his film credits. <laughs> and uh-huh. I know that you can fake IMDb yeah, credits uh, on mm-hmm. on the site. Like, I, I, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen it done before. And I, yeah, I didn't expect him to do it because his credits were so large. And he seemed to have okay. known, like, what he was talking about. Um, mm. But when I Googled him... Uh, yeah. I googled Colazzo Versace, and then I saw an article that Articles, said yeah. <laughs> what his real name was, which was Caesar Colazzo. <laughs> Caesar Colazzo, aka Colazzo Versace, was yeah. a multi-married man with about oh fifteen children. Yeah, that's so gross. <laughs> So he's full of shit. He's full uh, of shit. He, he doesn't pay child yeah. support. He doesn't talk to the, oh my God. the women that he has children with. It, right. Uh, and mm. it, it looked like he had changed his name due to legal issues, I'm guessing, uh, <laughs> in order to like not be associated uh-huh. with... I, I'm guessing he's just 
you know, dodging as much legal action that's being brought up yeah. against him as he can. Of course, uh, right. I remember sitting in his apartment with him while he was working on a visual effects shot for somebody and claiming that they weren't paying him what they had agreed to pay and that he had to, like, mm. charge them, like, a 30-day late fee or whatever because he needed mm-hmm. his money and they weren't going to pay him or something weird like that, right, and that he was going to, mm. like, keep the hard drives because he was, like, going to hold on to them until he got his money. And I was like, that's mm. kind of weird. Like, I understand, like, an independent person doing that, but somebody that's worked on, like, Iron Man and and Transformers oh. and stuff, like... Usually you work for a company and usually, yeah. like, even if you do side projects, like, that's just not how you operate a business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I then check um, with uh, the girl who was dating him from China and who ended mm-hmm. up splitting up with him, saying, like, mm-hmm. all his credits mm-hmm. on IMDb are fake and that the reason <laughs> why we didn't go to China to shoot was because China found out that all his credits were bullshit and that he was basically lying the whole time. And they did have an investor lined up, but Colazzo kept sabotaging it because he was trying to Mm. like, he wasn't, he wasn't there to make a movie. He was there to steal the investor's money is basically what he was trying to do. Damn. Oh my God. And so, uh, (laughs) I checked his IMDb credits later, uh, Mm. and they're all, they're all gone. Like, yeah, his, of course. And the only credits that he has now, like, actually lead up only to 2012. And so okay. earlier today, I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me look up this guy again because, you know, I haven't I haven't looked him up in a while and I want to see if there's any articles oh, about him or whatever, right? Because okay. I was like, this is a really strange thing to happen. Like, I've never mm-hmm. had this happen before. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and so... I. I found him, but and he has more film credits, but not mm. as Colazzo. Now, a different name. since yeah. 2016, he's gone by the name of Edison Carter. God, this person. <laughs> and the only reason why I know that for sure he goes by this is because I found a YouTube video of him being interviewed oh. by somebody calling him okay. Edison Eddie? Carter. That is so fucked up. And so he's talking about, <laughs> in the video, he's talking about these oh three new movie feature films that he wrote that are in pre-production and that you can check out on his IMDb, Edison Carter, and that okay. he and this other studio are, like, merging to, like, make these films together. And so <laughs> this is, like, back in, like... <laughs> I think the video was posted like 2017. So I was like, oh, let me look okay. up Ethan Carter on, or Edison Carter on IMDb. And all those yeah. features that they're talking about aren't, aren't listed. His, <laughs> his credits aren't there. Like even the Edison Carter that is there, I don't think is even the same Edison Carter that he was pretending to be. Oh my God. And so <laughs> <laughs> mm. it's just, it just gets weirder though. Cause yeah, you know, what else? He, in between the time that I knew him in 2011, 2012, and now, he has mm. had probably three or four different names, false identities. Yeah. Oh He's opened God. up um, a new studio in Westlake Village uh, mm. that has a Yelp review 
The only <laughs> review on there is of a lady claiming that to have hired Edison Carter to do special effects for her, uh, mm. and ended up using he ended up using th- free 3D models, charging mm. her a thousand dollars to place them in her movie, and then <laughs> when she wanted the files, the original files mm. back for her yeah. movie. He tried to charge her an additional fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my god! And I was like, "That sounds exactly like the guy I was working with in 2011, who was trying to charge the other production yeah. that he was doing visual effects on, like a late fee or whatever." Oh. But Holy for shit. Ethan, for Edison Carter, I found out he's got a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, mm. all mm-hmm. under that same name, Kay. which haven't been active since January of 2017. That's probably when he found, they found out about him with that it, name. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> guessing that this is about the time that that name all went to shit, and now yeah. he's probably transitioned into something else. Into another name, yeah, exactly. And so I found a list on like some random like con artist mm-hmm. like uh, lookup table kind of thing on, on some weird website <laughs> of like all his okay. aliases. So he's gone by oh. Caesar Colazzo, he's gone by Colazzo Versace and uh, Edison <laughs> Carter. He's also gone mm-hmm. by Marilyn Malloy. Oh god. Okay. Edison Giovanni, Tang I Gu, Stephen oh. Nye, and Dominic Knight. Okay. <laughs> and what I'm a like, shady what the fuck person. is going on? Yeah, you know what the funny part is, though? The funniest part is that you guys, none of you guys, had even bothered Googling this person before working with him. You know what I mean? Well, there was nothing (laughs) at him on that time. There was nothing uh, besides, like, seeing Colazzo Versace, a.k.a. Caesar Mm -hmm. Colazzo. There was nothing on him. And even if I did see it, it was just about a... uh, It was... The Uh article was about from an ex-wife who was mad that... Uh, he, like, changed his name or whatever and that he had, like, a bunch of kids. Uh, okay. So so that didn't Uh really warrant, like, a lot of issue ahead of time. Like, it wasn't, like, a red flag for, like, oh, this guy's a scumbag uh, VFX guy Mm -hmm. who's pretending to be a director in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, none of that Mm -hmm. came off as that. Um, Okay. So, yeah, even if I Googled him, there wasn't anything there. And the credits that he had... Yeah, and the credits that he had on IMDb like, didn't warrant anything of, like, oh, yeah, like, I've seen those same types of credits on other friends that are actually uh, visual effects artists in the industry. So it wasn't, like, yeah, there's nothing out of place at that time. Mm -hmm. It's just funny to now see, like, that interviewer, like, call him Edison (laughs) Carter and me going, like, you fucking idiot. Asshole, yeah. Like, his real name (laughs) is... Colazzo Versace, but that's not even his real name, you know. No. So, uh-huh. and I, it's just <laughs> so that's uh-huh. kind of like what I found out today. I was like, oh, I have to, I have to tell you about this because this is so good. But then I was like, oh no, this has to be a podcast episode because it's just so weird. Like how, like oh, this man. is my first and only time that I'm aware of uh, that I yeah. actually like knew a con artist for a good amount of time. Like, I knew him for at least six months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I would go to his apartment (laughs) and, like, we would talk about storyboards and shot lists and talk about, like, going to China. You sound professional. Yeah, like, yeah, go to China and, like, what we're going to do when we get there and how we're going to pre-production it and, 
Like the mm-hmm. first movie that we were supposed to do in China was supposed to be eight cameras, eight red cameras that were all like sunk up together in like a 360 sphere because we were supposed to shoot this movie in 360. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be like, you know, you, you see the whole world and uh, this movie plays out and you can kind of view the movie any which way that you want to see it, you know, as if it's like a play or something or as if you're there experiencing it back when like yeah. be- this is like before VR really took off or whatever. But that was okay. kind of like his first movie that we were supposed to do. So, um, oh, shit. yeah, it was it, it just was really a really weird, strange experience. <laughs> Did you ever have anything mm-hmm. weird like that in the fashion world? No, <laughs> never. Not that I know of anyhow. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I don't really come across that sort of thing anyways in general at least um, that you know of because there's got to be scam artists con artists uh fashion designers out there yeah. that are like you know starting up fake businesses to get investors and then like running off with their cash or whatever of course yeah but luckily that never has happened to me before so this person just sounded like 100 percent professional like he he sounded like he knows what the fuck he was doing and shit like that or yeah like he he knew the programs the vfx programs um, how would he know? Like, I guess research or or something that he has actually done. My guess is that he came from a computer background of some kind, and mm-hmm. once he found out that VFX world maybe a little bit, or maybe he had a friend that just knew it or something, who like yeah. could teach him some tricks and stuff. Because he never, when he was doing VFX, he he never did it by himself. There was always somebody okay. else like on the line or like skyping with him like helping oh. him like quote-unquote on like the multiple shots that they had to vfx because he couldn't do mm-hmm. it all by himself um mm-hmm. but my guess is he was doing like the easy stuff and then sending the harder stuff to his friend yeah right oh yeah could be oh my god <laughs> so yeah. you just you just happen to wake up one morning and then decide to look him up <laughs> Yeah, basically, when I found out I wasn't getting my money, I was like, okay, let me Google this guy, because this is getting really weird. Like, I've never had to take anybody to small claims claims court before. And so, Mm -hmm. once I found that, I was like, oh, God, of course, now now I'm never going to get my money, because he's a con artist. He's just going to change his name, or change something (laughs) about him, so he doesn't have to pay the taxes, or the legal fees, or whatever it is um, that he's getting charged with. So why all of a sudden, years later, decide to look him up today? <laughs> because one of the producers that I'm still friends with that worked with me okay. on the on his projects said oh. that they were going to go to like um, Thailand or Hong Kong or something like that. And okay. and I started Reminded talking you? to him on Facebook. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh yeah, Colazzo. Let like let's see where Colazzo's oh, at now. And then I, I googled him again. I was like. This yeah. motherfucker is still in the film industry, still making oh fake visual effects uh, studios. Did you tell that friend? Did you tell that friend? No, because I didn't want to bring it up because oh. it's not something okay. we like to talk about. And uh, oh, I see. Right. <laughs> I don't want to like piss him off even more and be like, oh, guess what? I, yeah. you know, I'm digging up the past and look at me. But me, myself, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the type that's curious about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to look it up and see what I can find <laughs> out about it. Okay. <laughs> no, I've never had anything like that before, luckily. Uh-huh. Um, 
I'm sure, like you say, it's pretty common, but I've just been lucky so far, I would say. I don't so. think it's common. I just, I think... It's probably it's, common. It's easy to do in L.A. Mm, and okay. especially in the cool. film industry where... To fake it, right? Well, to there's just, it? it's so oversaturated with people that it's easy for somebody mm. like him to hide within multiple groups of people. And to, like, Gosh. make a bunch of different projects and rip people off and then, like, change mm. his name and, and continue onward. Because everybody goes, oh, yeah, Colazzo Versace, that's a stupid fucking name. Like, if you it ever is. hear this yeah. name again, don't ever work with this guy. But then you hear right. Edison Carter and you're like, well, that's not Colazzo Versace, even though it mm. is. And then you end up working with him and he's still a sleazebag because he's still doing the same bullshit. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um... <laughs> what a story that's so um from 2011 right that, i met Start him in 2011. 2011 yes okay yeah uh what bad luck too actually wasted all that time in that little quote-unquote short film thing <laughs> yeah yeah i mean mm. all the projects i never i never got mm-hmm. to see any of the finished projects I never got paid yeah. for any of the projects because the first mm-hmm. couple ones that we worked on were f- for free because I just wanted, again, to build up my, my reel and my uh-huh. credits. But I never got the okay. footage from him or anything for that. So it didn't. Yeah. And then he never finished the project or sent the project out, so I never got credit on IMDb for any of it. So it was yeah. it was a wasted effort. It was, uh, it was really mm-hmm. shitty. <laughs> so my question is, though, since people can fake stuff on IMDb, why is it there anyone to monitor that sort of thing you know what i mean um, because possible? there's so many movies coming out every year they do the best uh-huh. that they can now to kind of monitor that kind of stuff but okay. it's really hard to fact check it um unless it's like a big mm. movie you know mm. and so if it's a big blockbuster they they are fact checking it and they they did take away those credits from him that he faked mm-hmm. being on because that's something that's easy to track but like a small okay. short film or an independent movie or something that doesn't have like big name actors in it is less okay. likely for them to put their effort into and, and harder to to verify because so, a lot of people that work on independent movies like that don't always get yeah. credited. Mm-hmm. So, so my question is though, why why is IMDb that way? Why can't it be like actually people who works in say like the corporate office handle that sort of thing instead of you know, the artists themselves making their own page or whatever. Is that how that works? You get to make your own page? I don't know. I have somebody from IMDb on the phone right now that we can talk to. I'm just kidding. Really? Uh, <laughs> oh, <was> I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> to ask all these questions. No, I was like, I could turn it into a segment and start asking IMDb and following it up and stuff. But um, I'm just wondering why. Like, it's, you know, it's so easy to fake everything. Why don't they monitor it better and have it like have it have it uh, structured in a way where just the corporate people can handle that sort of thing? Obviously, uh, uh, I I honestly don't know because to to own a IMDb Pro account costs a hundred dollars a year. So you're you're okay. spending a hundred dollars a year just to have your photograph and like a short biography on IMDb, and so. And, like, all the actors have to keep it updated because they have to show their photos and stuff on there and all their recent mm-hmm. headshots and stuff. So IMDb is not hurting when it comes to money because their only overhead is the website. Like, they don't do much of anything else. They're not like, yeah. you know, Netflix that they're making their own content or nope. stuff like that. So um, there really okay. is no reason why they can't 
funnel resources into fact checking that kind of stuff to make sure that yeah. that doesn't happen. But um, exactly, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Like if if it was like now that I hear this story, it makes me wonder about everyone on IMDb. You know, like oh, is this even real? Are you just bullshitting me that you're on this shoot or this movie? Da da da. Did you really do that task in that movie or whatever? You know what I mean? Like it makes you question that sort of thing. Yeah, but at the same time, it, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. It doesn't like it's not. Why? It, it kind of works as a resume, but it also kind of doesn't because. Even if it's okay. not on my IMDb list, I could still say, oh, yeah, I did special effects for Iron Man 3. There's no uh-huh. way, unless you go watch the movie right now, go check the credits, <laughs> and go double right. check. And then I could still say, oh, yeah, I was just unaccredited. I was an unaccredited filmmaker or uh, crew member on that movie. So you won't see my credits mm-hmm. on there, but I did work on it, you know? So there's really no way, even, okay. even if they did fact check well, it, there's still yeah. ways for people to get around it, and there's still ways that. Like you'll never really know for sure. So how do, how does one person become uncredited? Why does that happen? Um, maybe if they got fired, or maybe oh. if the producer forgot to add their name on the credits, uh, which mm. sometimes happens because there's sometimes like 200 people working on a movie and you just don't have all God. their information, or maybe I only worked on it for one day. And that doesn't warrant right. a credit on there on a like a sixty day movie, so um, mm, stuff like that. Okay. So like usually, usually it comes so, down to like day players. So if uh, okay. if you day played on the on the movie, you probably aren't going to get a credit on the movie. So is IMDb same as say a resume? It's what filmmakers use as a shorthand resume. Yes. Okay, but you guys do have an actual you know actual resume though right some do you don't really need really? to yeah like we don't have an actual like written cv i mean oh. i used to keep track of all the movies and stuff i did on my own okay. uh, on my own resume but mm-hmm. back in 2011 my resume was already like five pages long so oh. it didn't really like it's it's really <laughs> hard to upkeep and, and keep, keep it going it's easier to just let imdb Sheesh. do it because those ones are verified like those productions okay. are verified through production companies, and so mm. um, mm-hmm. those are legit productions um, on IMDb. So you pay a hundred dollars a year to keep that page if, on. If you want your photograph and your and your biography on IMDb, and like oh. I think your resume or your reel too. Um, oh. If you want to have okay. those things on your IMDb account, you have to pay a hundred dollars a year. Um, mm, I don't care, okay. um, so I don't mm-hmm. have my photograph or any of that on IMDb. I just have a list of the projects that I worked on. Yeah, so when I've you look it. up my uh-huh. name, that's what you see. Yeah, okay. So, oh, I had another question I forgot. See, this is what happens when we improv stuff. Like, I don't have stuff written down, so I, so I can, can easily You can write forget. down questions as we go. <laughs> it's hard because I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like balance where what? <laughs> so um, so how did IMDb become such a thing? You know, like why couldn't it be something else? I don't know. What when did you, it even start? When did IMDb even start? I have no idea. I would say I think it started 2006 or five or something like that. Mid-2000s. It was just a way for it was. Um, it's called the Internet Movie Database. So it's just it's supposed to be. Yeah. 
a running database of all the movies ever made. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it quickly turned from that into um, like seeing like, okay, well, I want to look up Hitchcock. You know, mm-hmm. what What are all the movies that Hitchcock ever directed? And so when you look up Hitchcock on the Internet Movie Database, you can then yeah. see all his, all his a list of all the movies he's ever directed. And so it's just right. an easier way to, like, you know, see your favorite filmmakers and see, like, okay, well, I haven't checked out, like, The Birds, like, from Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Let me go watch The Birds. I would never have known about that movie if I didn't see him yeah. on IMDb, so... It's, it's uh-huh. that kind of thing. It's just a, like a lookup table. It's like the Google of film industry. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. I think that's all the questions I have that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so no, that has never happened to me before. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if it does happen, you will know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, that's my big story. story on how I met a con artist. And, so uh, if you if you were to bump into him on the street, what would your reaction be? What would you do? You think? I actually fantasized about this today because I was like, Oh God! I have the address <laughs> from his Yelp account on where his <laughs> production studio is. Uh-huh. Uh, where I think he might be working. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's his studio or if it's just a place that he's working at. Uh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I did fantasize about going to that studio address, asking yeah. to see Edison Carter, and then yeah. have him walk out and take a look at my face. What are you gonna do? I mean, nothing really. Like I'm not gonna oh. assault him because I don't want to get. <laughs> I don't want to get sued by him, right? (laughs) Um, I would love to get my money from him, but mostly I just kind of want to, I just want to know why. Like I would, I would like to non-aggressively sit down with him at like, you know, Mm -hmm. a a restaurant of some kind and just ask him questions about like why he's doing doing what he's, yeah, like why are you doing what you're doing and and kind of figure out like, because to me it's like an unanswered puzzle, like. I, I understand, like, maybe why he would do it once to change his name, but why is it mm. now, like, six Multiple or seven times. different names? And, yeah. like, what's the benefit of doing it? Like, what's his end game? Like, what's he what's he trying to do? Um, yeah. He was always a hard person to, like, to read when I knew him. Okay. And he didn't mm-hmm. really talk about himself a lot, which a lot of filmmakers don't. Like, it's, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of them just are introverts, so you just don't get a lot out of them, but... It was just mm-hmm. always a really weird situation. I, I don't know. It'd just be nice to <laughs> have some clarity on some stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. I see. I thought you were going to say, I'm just going to beat the living shit out of him. <laughs> I would love to, but he's like even skinnier than me and it'd probably be assault. Oh, oh my goodness. I'd probably murder him. <laughs> <laughs> or send like some other people to do bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, interesting story, definitely. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. I did all this think... to tell you that yeah. William is not my real name. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love how you just like don't even accept it and you've moved on already. You're like, no, yeah. it's not William's real name. I'm moving on, yeah. changing the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think you're gonna post that article and then like share it and tweet it? You think it'll do that? Which or article? Keep it personal. The article that you found about that person. Um, 
I, I our, will share the Yelp review that I found. I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because it's pretty good. The the person who wrote ah. it was pretty angry at him. Um, oh. So it's it's a pretty great article. Yeah. <laughs> a, a great review. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, sorry. Review. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if you came across a con artist, tweet us and talk to us at Panda Podcast on Twitter. And let us know what happened and send us a message. Um, what did you do? How did you react? Um, how do you think you'll ever prevent a con artist? Do you know the question to the answer to that, William? How did no. what? Prevent a con artist? Yeah, you can't, right? Um, I would say just follow your gut and if something sounds fishy <laughs> or if some, somebody's yeah. doing something that just does not make <laughs> sense to you, more than likely it, it's... It's them mm-hmm. trying to fuck you over in some way and or that they're trying to con you out of something. Like, they have some kind of in, end goal in mind. So you just, once you figure out what that could be, um, <sighs> it's it's easier to tell and kind of spot con artists. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, V, you and I want to start ha- having guests on our podcast. Um, yes. I think the first one we're going to do is Simon. But um, mm-hmm. if anybody else wants to be on our podcast, go ahead and tweet us at the Panda Podcast on Twitter. Uh, tell us, you know, what you want to talk about, maybe a little bit about yep. yourself and why you want to be on our podcast. And we will get back to you and, and see if we can make that happen. Yeah, definitely. And we have noticed uh, we have have uh, listeners and that sort of thing, too. So that's pretty cool. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our channels. Um you can pretty much find us anywhere, any streaming service, really, even Spotify. Um, so that's awesome, right, yeah, Will? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for sharing the story, William. You're welcome. Awesome v. story. Hopefully, no one ever um, meets people like that. No, hopefully, that never happens to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one, everybody. So are you. Are you still really constipated? Are you still throwing up in the toilet a lot?